I'm great. You're good? Oh, no. No, I'm not. Yes. Yes, I am, Sean. I am so good. <laughs> Go right ahead. Hey there. This is Sean Horrell. This is Never Heard of a Podcast. This is a show where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks and your Christmas oh. cracks. Super excited to be here today and joined, as always, by the Santa to my claws, Craig Moorhead. Craig, how are you? Uh, Sean, I'm doing great. Happy Christmas cracks to you and yours. Can I rephrase that? I mean, ho, sure. Ho, 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 uh, how are you? That was pretty good, too. No, it doesn't really work, I guess. I'm, I'm pretty good, Sean. I mean, what are we? We're, are we a week away from Christmas right now? What's, what's going on? We could be. It's so close, I don't even know. I know. It's so close, yeah. you shouldn't even think about it. Yeah. Let, just let it happen. Just let it wash over you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you doing? You, you get everybody's presents yet? Oh, man. The, the halls have been decked with uh, mm. boughs of holly. Yeah. Gifts are wrapped. I'm in my Christmas jammies right now. Oh. Hot cocoa, IV, and it's straight into my veins. Nice. Um, eggnog you're not, you're not joking around. spilled all over my computer. Oh, well. Couldn't be happier. Well, then great. Yeah. I mean, my computer is, it looks like there's a flame coming out of it, but I think that's just for roasting uh, chestnuts. Chestnuts has to be. Yeah. yeah. So we're all good. Good. How great. about you? I'm, 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 I'm likewise, uh, I have, uh, the door wide open to let anyone come in with presents <laughs> Yeah, just to make it a little easier this year. Yeah. Like to, to, to give presents or take presents? Well, I thought to give presents. <laughs> oh, okay. But now that you say it like that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should close the door. <laughs> yeah. Probably the heating bill too is not going to. Not, not great. No. Not going to be so great. But I mean, whatever. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. That's right. And would you like to tell the people where they can come say Merry Christmas to us online? Man, Sean, I would love to do that. Here's where you can find us. You can go to neverheardpodcast.com. That's our website. At that website, you can find every episode we've done. You can find write-ups on the longer episodes. Uh, you can find bios on yours truly and, and his truly. And you, you can find links to our Facebook, our Instagram, our uh, Twitter, uh, which are all places you can also contact us mm -hmm. to talk to us directly about how we're doing. Maybe you have some notes about the show. I can't promise you we're going to read those notes, but you can write them. You're yeah, free absolutely. to do so. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, but, but what's even better is if you wanted to su suggest movies for us to watch uh that that that's actually a big help and 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 uh and can be a lot of fun it'll be a lot of fun um yeah but finally you can find the actual podcast so when you're telling your friends about this and you're going on and on and on about how great it is you can tell them that they can find it at stitcher and on spotify and on itunes and uh, especially on itunes you can subscribe and you can review it and if you did either one of those things, you could probably do it right now on your phone while no one's looking. It would really help people find our podcast. And we would say uh, thank you in advance. Thank you. Are you saying they could leave a review while they're listening at the same time? Yes. As, as I understand it, technology has advanced to a point where they can actually say how good the podcast is while listening to how good the podcast is. 
and their phones won't like melt into their fingers the way like Terminator 2 style. I mean, as long as you got an iPhone Pro, yeah, you should be fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you got a good case on there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fantastic, Craig. As always, we do appreciate you guys listening to this. I know we've got a good loyal core here and uh, other people come along for the ride every now and then, which is awesome too. So if it's your first time by chance, just because you're a massive Nicolas Cage fan, we're happy to have you. And you should listen to the previous episode where we talked about the movie The Trust because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in that movie too. And you probably, you maybe didn't even know that. Probably didn't know that Jerry Lewis was in it either, did you? Or that that Jerry was his Lewis. final film. Elijah Wood. Yep. All yeah. things you would know if you'd listen. So, <laughs> ah, you know, there's New Year's <laughs> resolutions to be made, and maybe, maybe that's one of them. No. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome to have you. So, once again, we're stocking um, our stockings with stocking Cage this month. And we're going to talk about a movie called Trapped in Paradise from 1994. And you suggested this movie from a list that I pulled and or no, I, I, this, this wasn't even on the list. You went off list on this one, Craig. I'm I glad- actually went off list. Yeah. Which you I did. don't like to do, but, but I felt- I'm glad you did. Yeah. Because it fits absolutely for the season. And I do have vague memories that this exists, Yeah, but not beyond it. And it seems like one of those movies <laughs> that could be really interesting in a lot of different ways. Right. Yeah. So I can't wait to watch it. Let's drop a log line on the folks. This is, a, Gross. I think, a straight-up comedy, but with a crime element here. So IMDb tells us, Trapped in Paradise, 1994. Residents of a friendly Pennsylvania town foil three brothers' plan to rob a bank on Christmas Eve. That sounds a bit like a spoiler, doesn't it? It does. Like the whole log line is a spoiler. <laughs> there, hopefully there's a lot more to it. Can somebody please fix that? Okay. Nonetheless, Craig, why don't you tell us who made that while I try to figure out how I can rewrite that logline for them. Okay, well, here we go. Trapped in Paradise was directed by George Gallo, which until I read that name today, I can't say that I was familiar with the name George Gallo. I'm not, no. But as you're about to find out, you probably should be. Okay. George Gallo uh, also directed the movie Double Take, that's a movie starring Orlando Jones and Eddie Griffin. Okay. Which, as soon as I read that, I was kind of like, I kind of want to watch that right now. Yeah. And uh, also another one called My Mom's New Boyfriend, which is a Meg Ryan Antonio Banderas movie. I have what? never heard of. What? Yeah. What year? And it sounds Do you know? like. Uh, um, Gotta be 90s. What? It probably was the 90s. And it's like about how the son, Meg Ryan's son, I think is like an FBI agent and his, his chief like, like has him spy on her because her new boyfriend is, is a criminal of some kind. And I was like, well, that's kind of, that kind of sounds interesting. Okay, sure. Yeah. But, but I'm ne- I've never heard of it. Like that must've been in theaters. I assume. 2008. 2008. Oh, 2008. What? Okay. Yeah. Don't yeah. remember that at all. That seems. No. Kind of big, but anyway. Oh, here's a fun fact, though, Craig, real quick. Please. So the poster that they have on IMDb, it says, my mom's new boyfriend. The O's in mom's and boyfriend are handcuffs. Oh, I get it. Yep. I don't, but go ahead. 
Oh, well, we'll talk about it after the show. Okay. Uh, now, George Gallo seems to have really cut his teeth uh, writing movies. Okay. Uh, and oh, it's it a bad is, sign. Go ahead. It is clear. Yeah. Anyone who writes movies is probably a degenerate. Yeah. But in this case, I think we can all accept that. Uh, uh, basically, how, how, if you asked yourself, how did George Gallo come to direct movies with Meg Ryan and Nicolas Cage? Well, this is, I would say he proved himself by writing. So here's what he wrote He wrote okay. the movie Bad Boys. Wow. He wrote the movie Wise Guys. Yeah. The, um, what is that? That's Piscopo and somebody? Danny DeVito and Joe Piscopo. Danny DeVito and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like a, it was a De Palma movie, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a different yeah. Wise Guys than what I was thinking of. And that's another one I need to see because I keep hearing that it's really good. Oh, yeah. Mid- Midnight Run, Sean. Oh, George Gallo say no more. Wrote Midnight yeah. Run. Exactly. Exactly. Say okay. no more. Yeah, done. So. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, that's cool. George Gallo has incredible chops. So now I'm very excited to see his writing and directing uh, this, 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 this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got producers, Sean, as we almost always do. <laughs> and here they are. Are there at least 40 of them like last movie? <laughs> Sadly, no. Ah, dang. There's only six and one of them is, wait, five, sorry. And ah, one of them geez. is George Gallo. Oh, so, gosh. Yeah, in a way, we've only got four. Here, who, here's who they are. Got David Coatsworth. Coatsworth? Uh, <laughs> a, he produced HBO's Westworld, wow. uh, American Gods, and Preacher. So he's Damn. Okay. clearly doing very well in TV producing. Yeah. We've got John Davison, who produced Robocop, Starship Troopers, and Airplane. Good lord. Okay. So no, no slouch there. We've got Ellen Fontana who produced a movie called Nowhere Land and also produced three, it looks like three, television sequels to Midnight Run. Get out of here. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's there sequ- I What? Television sequels. Another Midnight Run. Hold on. Uh, yeah. I, I, I want to run through these. We, we, we yes. can cut this part down a little bit, but I, I want to run through these because... Please Midnight Run through them, yes. Yeah, I <laughs> I will. Uh, Ellen Fontana. Here you are. There Ellen you are. Fontana, yeah. Oh, easy. Midnight we've got, Runaround. We've got another Midnight Run. Midnight Runaround. And, oh, what's... Hold on. Hold on. Don't, I, don't, I see don't it give here. me away. Do you, mean, you want me to spoil it or no? No, I don't want you to spoil it. I, I need to spoil it. Oh my god! I'm very, I'm very jealous. So it's another midnight run, midnight run around, and midnight run for your life. Oh, so it was kind of the joke yeah. you just made a second ago. Uh, essentially, is that they were they all came out in '94. What? This may be what we dedicate 2022. Maybe Christopher McDonald is looks like he's like the lead in uh, at least midnight run around and midnight run for your life. <laughs> Melora Walters from Magnolia oh. is in Midnight Run for Your Life. What are these movies? What, what the is heck? This? Yeah, we might Damn. have to investigate that. That's crazy. We, we very well might have to. Okay. Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor. And, okay. Interesting. Wow. Uh, anyway, back to this movie. Uh, we've got David Permit. 
He, uh, he produced such movies as Face Off, Hacksaw Ridge, and Dragnet. Uh-huh. So, so, I mean, we've got some pretty heavy hitting producers here. Big time. Uh, and, and, you know, that's the thing. I, I keep looking at that poster and thinking about this, like when it came out, when it was conceived and made, it just, it feels like, man, this people are expecting this movie to do pretty well. That's, that's my own feeling. I would imagine so. Yeah. So looking at it. I mean, why, why wouldn't it be a good movie? We've got music by Robert Folk who did music for such, uh, such entertainments as Falcon Crest, uh, Police Academy, Can't Buy Me Love, mm-hmm. uh, and Booty Call. You said his last name is Folk? Folk. You think he has like a company called Folk Music? You know, if he doesn't, he's missing a beat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, we've got cinematography in this. We, someone shot the movie. Uh, and that person is Jack Green, Sean. Another non-slouched uh, cinematographer on this I was going to say, one. that sounds familiar, but I'm not sure why. Well, I'll tell you why. Because he shot Unforgiven. Oh, wow. Okay. Among other movies, he shot Twister. Uh, he also shot Weezer's Pork and Beans video. No joke. Okay. Yeah. Seems like an interesting choice. I like that song. Yeah. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, edited by Terry Rawlings. And I mean, oh my God, here we go. He edited Alien. He edited Blade Runner, Chariots of Fire, Goldeneye, Watership Down, uh, and a personal favorite of mine, FX. Jesus. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's better than those movies, but I, I enjoy it. I would assume this is better than all of those. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, here's the deal. Cast. Uh, because what's a movie without actors? Right? It's, it's just a bunch of pretty pictures. Yep. So we've got Nicolas Cage, who you might have seen in such movies as Con Air, uh, The Rock, or Valley Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got John Lovitz from Saturday Night Live. You know, The Liar, in case you were wondering. The Liar. Ah, that's the ticket. That guy. The Critic. Oh, The Critic, yeah. Love oh, The, the critic. critic, yeah. Yeah, I mean, John Lovitz is, is really great. He was yeah. in the movie Happiness. He, uh, he's in the movie A League of Their Own. And, uh, I mean, singular dude and, and always, man, he always finds the funny in himself. Mm-hmm. Gives it to the people where it belongs. Yep. Uh, and on that note, you got Dana Carvey from such things as the Dana Carvey show, which was great. Saturday Night Live. We all know that one. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. He was also in This Is Spinal Tap, in case you didn't know that. He has a very brief role in This Is Spinal Tap. Everybody go watch for Dana Carvey and This Is Spinal Tap. Recently, I was reminded. Why? Oh, because Nathan Lane was on Mark Maron's podcast. And he talked about an early sitcom, early 80s, that, that Nathan Lane, that he was in, called uh, One of the Boys with Mickey Rooney. And Dana Carvey was the other star of the show. Yeah. (laughs) Go look it up on YouTube because the opening alone is like, what? Yeah. (laughs) This was happening before (laughs) that, any of this other Dana Carvey stuff. So anyway, Dana Carvey's been around. That's the moral of that story. We've got Robert B. Schull from such movies as Splash, Spring Break, and Garbo Talks. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Florence Stanley, who's like a staple character actor of the 80s and 90s. She was in Bullworth. Uh, she was a part of the Mad About You show. 
Um, you'll recognize her. You'll recognize the face. Speaking of faces, you got Paul Lazar. And I mean, I'll never forget the guy. He's in Silence of the Lambs. He's one of the guys who helps Jodie Foster figure out the thing about the moth. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's like yeah. the guy kind of with the, with the crazy eye. Yep. Uh, Paul Lazar. So you'll see Paul Lazar in here. Uh, we've got Madchen Amick, and I am guessing on that name, but Madchen, I, I, I have loved her ever since I saw her for the first time in Twin Peaks playing Shelly mm. in Twin Peaks, in the early Twin Peaks, and she's also in the new Twin Peaks. But she was also in a movie called Sleepwalkers, Stephen King movie. Stephen King wrote, uh, man, man, this cast list like kind of gets better the, the further it goes. We've got oh, really? Donald Moffat from The Thing. Donald Moffat, again, a character actor who, when you see him, you'll know he's got the eyebrows. He's Donald Moffat. Okay. Uh, you've got, <laughs> that's the only way I can really describe eyebrows. him. Eyebrows, gotcha, yeah. He's got the eyebrows, and okay, he's, yeah. he's always looked exactly the same, I think. Okay. Uh, you got John Ashton from Beverly Hills Cop. He was Sergeant Taggart in Beverly Hills Cop and also in Midnight Run. Nice. Uh, and we've got Richard Jenkins this far down oh, the list. Man. Richard Jenkins. Okay. Always love having um, a little Jenkins. Yeah. Six Feet Under and Step Brothers you've seen Richard Jenkins in. So that's what I've got. Uh, maybe you can tell me all about the, the Jenkins hijinks that you learned about, Sean. I didn't know he was in it, so I don't have any yeah. high Jenkins ah, to, to really report on on that front. But God, yeah, this is a long cast list here. I was just double checking to make sure there wasn't anybody that jumped out to me here. So, yeah. uh, well, let's let's bring it back to John Lovitz, and this seems like as good a place to start as any. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on IMDb, in the trivia section, they have this. John Lovitz claimed that the cast hated making the movie so much that they took to calling it Trapped in Bullshit. Oh, no. So there's that. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a good place to start, right? Oh, no. Uh, and didn't find a ton about making the movie, but there's some really interesting stuff here. And it's all coming from John Lovitz. According to John Lovitz, director George Gallo did not actually direct much and told the cast to do whatever they wanted. According to Lovitz, Nicolas Cage actually directed some of the film because Gallo refused to give direction, which that doesn't, it just doesn't seem likely. Like, why would he, why go to the trouble? Why keep your name on it and just, no, I'm not going to direct, you know? Right. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, maybe if this was the only movie he ever directed, I might feel like, oh, probably. No. And he's continued to work, obviously. So Seems like it. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Didn't, didn't find anything else kind of on that front. Uh, maybe there's an interview with, with Lovett somewhere else that, that goes more into that, but I'll, I'll keep digging. Uh, the town in Trapped in Paradise, which uh, they shot in and around Toronto, um, but it, it had to appear virtually buried in snow so that the characters could be, quote, trapped, end quote, and mm-hmm. couldn't leave. Makes sense. Well, I guess they didn't have as much snow as they wanted. Because that always ha- that just is always going to happen if you're going to make yeah, a movie. How would it ever? Yeah. Um, so the filmmakers supplemented real snow with get this seventy five thousand pounds of custom made biodegradable potato flakes from Idaho. Wow! Thanks Idaho. Thanks potatoes. Fair enough. Now, this is something that we should look for here when we go watch this movie because I also learned apparently. Dana Carvey loosely based his character's speaking style on a young Mickey Rourke, which, you know, <laughs> Carvey is a master impressionist. Absolutely. So, you know, I wonder, like, just how much 
Rourke is there. Very curious. Very curious. I can't wait to see. Yeah. So they shot from January 25th to April 27th in 1994, again, in and around Toronto. So it's probably nice and warm. And the movie premiered in Los Angeles on November 21st, 1994. Craig, do you know what today's date is that, that we were recording this? Is it November 21st, 1944? It is November 21st, 2019, meaning this movie is exactly oh. 25 years old. 25. We're celebrating the 25th anniversary. Today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Traps in Paradise. Crazy. I don't think mm. that's happened yet. We've come close a couple times, but not ever on the nose True. in the recording. So I was excited Man, nonetheless. We're good. We're uh, really good. Now, technically, it didn't actually get its theatrical release. Uh, it didn't go wide until December 2nd, but who's splitting hairs? And uh, that makes a ton of sense, right? You got a movie that's, you know, at least involving Christmas Eve in the plot. Uh, you want it to come out in December. Yeah. Now, that makes sense. Also known as this movie, um, in Finland, at least according to IMDb, this was known as Sampusa. Okay. S U M P U S S A. It's just fun to say. Google, sure. Google Translate came up empty on this one. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a made-up name. I, I kind of suspect so, but if anybody speaks Finnish out there, let me know. Uh, but in Italy, Bufera in Paradiso, Storm in Paradise. We got some taglines for you, Craig. Mm -hmm. The story of a town that gave so much, even these guys couldn't take anymore. The Furpo brothers can get away with anything. They just can't get away. I kind of like that one. Not bad. Sure. Small town, big trouble. Mm, maybe, mm, maybe. Yeah. So right now, Craig, this movie has a uh, whopping 10% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. You know, these things happen. Especially, I feel like, you know, if you got SNL guys in your cast, I feel like the knives come out a little bit. Absolutely. Bit, I mean, it's, a, it's a comedy movie. Yeah. No one really like skewers a movie harder than when it's a comedy. And in fact, maybe no one more than Roger Ebert. So here's what Roger Ebert, oh boy. late great Roger Ebert, had to say about this movie. Quote, I knew the movie was in trouble by about the second scene. It should be preserved by the Library of Congress as an example of creative desperation. It plays like a documentary about a group of actors forced to perform in a screenplay that contains not one single laugh or moment of wit or flash of intelligence or reason for being, end quote. Oh. <laughs> ah, that just makes me happy. I don't know. But Todd McCarthy at Variety, a little more kind, a little more kind, quote, whatever else one can say about it, Trapped in Paradise is undoubtedly the first movie in which a horse-drawn sleigh is chased by a cop car on Christmas Eve. An agreeable middle American comedy intent upon reviving old-fashioned virtues in both filmmaking and real life. George Gallo's second feature doesn't serve up the big yucks. I've never heard of yucks. With, with an O? With an O, not yucks. Okay. This is on Variety's page, unless it's just mistyped. Needed to make it a breakout sleeper. But it has enough in the way of sentiment and goofy situational predicaments to put it over as a serviceable family holiday attraction. Which interesting. That's what I, I I'm fine with that for December. That's what I want, man. Sure. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of uh, exactly. You want that some some comfort food maybe. So did it deliver? Mm. Well, filmschoolrejects.com had an article on this and said, "quote 
Trapped in Paradise had a rough go of it at the box office. The film opened on December 2nd and per box office mojo, only managed to pull in $2.7 million, which was good enough for a 7th place finish that weekend. As if 7th wasn't bad enough, the film was the only new major release that week. <laughs> the six films to Ooh. beat Trapped in Paradise had all been in theaters for an average of five and a half weeks at that point. Whoa. The Lion King, in its 19th week, managed to bring in nearly $5,000 more. Uh, but worldwide, this movie ended up making over $6 million. I did not see a budget anywhere. Uh, 94, I don't think we've talked about, but do you want to guess what the number one film was that year? Oh, Lion King. You're, you're darn right it was. Yep. Yeah. Uh, top 10 uh, beyond that was Forrest Gump, True Lies, which I did not realize True Lies made that much money. Uh, the Santa Claus. Yeah. The fl- and The Santa Claus, I wonder when that came out, because it had to be around this time of, uh, of December, I would imagine, like right? It, yeah. uh, the Flintstones, Dumb and Dumber, Clear and Present Danger, Speed, The Mask, and Pulp Fiction, which... I would have yeah. never guessed the order of those films if you interesting, you know, held a gun to my head. Um, and I will. This is a pretty big year. You know, I think at least, especially for us, right? You know? Yeah. I mean, this is like right as we're going into film school. So I'm going to hit, I'm going to just dump these other movies that year on you, okay? Are you ready for this? Dump them. I'm ready. Put your umbrellas up because here it comes. Here comes the dump. Eight seconds. Above the Rim, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yes, Jim Carrey had three movies in the top 20 that year. Insane. Mm. Uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Airheads, Beverly Hills Cop 3, Bullets Over Broadway, Chunking Express, City Slickers 2, Clean Shaven, which is an awesome little movie, Clerks, The Client, Crooklyn, Crumb, Disclosure, Ed Wood, Even Cowgirls Get the Blues, Exotica, which I still haven't seen, Adam McGoyan. Four Weddings and a Funeral, Hated the Gigi Allen Documentary, Heavenly Creatures, Hoop Dreams, The Hudsucker Proxy, Immortal Beloved, Interview with a Vampire, Legends of the Fall, Leon the Professional, The Little Rascals, which I learned today was uh, directed by Penelope Spheris, which kind of blew my mind. Mm -hmm. Major League Two, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Maverick, Muriel's Wedding, Naked Gun 33 and a Third, Natural Born Killers, Nell, The Next Karate Kid, Nobody's Fool, North, which I believe had Elijah Wood in it. Uh, of the trust. Mm-hmm. Oleana, Once Were Warriors, PCU, The Paper, Police Academy Mission to Moscow, Pret-a-Porter, Quiz Show, Radio Land Murders, Reality Bites, The Ref, Richie Rich, The River Wild, SFW, Serial Mom, John Waters, I think, uh, The Shadow, mm-hmm. Shallow Grave, Shawshank Redemption, anyone? Star Trek Generations, Stargate, Street Fighter, not The Street Fighter, No. Swimming with Sharks, uh, three Colors Red and White from Kieslowski, Time Cop, Vanya on 42nd Street, The War, which I think also had Elijah Wood in it that year. I think you're right. Wes Craven's New Nightmare, When a Man Loves a Woman, Wolf, then Mike Nichols' movie, and Wyatt Earp. That's some, that's some big titles. I don't know how many of those movies hold up or are considered great, but I mean, you got a good handful there, right? Yeah, I would say so. Heavenly Creatures, Ed Wood, Hudsucker. I mean, come on. That's shallow grave. Yeah. I mean, even like, yeah, there's a lot there. So Oscars that year, do you want to say what won Best Picture? Because I know you, I think you still have a bone with this oh, movie. Gump. Forrest Gump, yeah. Picture, yeah. director for Zemeckis, actor Tom Hanks, adapted screenplay. 
Jessica Lange won for Best Actress for Blue Sky. Still, I've never seen that movie. I don't know anybody who has. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. I remember that. You remember that movie? I do. Well, we watched it at school. We did? I watching okay. the, I watched it. I, I remember watching it on the big screen. Well, I'll be damned. Like it was one of those like special screenings, I think. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see it. Martin yeah, Landau, Diane Wiest, got supporting actors and actress. Ed Wood and Bullets Over Broadway, respectively. Uh, Tarantino and Roger Avery won Best Original Screenplay for Pulp Fiction, Lion King, Score and Song, and a movie called Burnt by the Sun won Best Foreign Language. Uh, how many awards did Trapped in Paradise win, Craig? Uh, I'm going to give it an average of zero. Nailed it. Thank you. Hey, here's some fun facts for November 21st. It's also the birthday of North Carolina. Came the 12th state in 1789. Happy birthday, North Carolina. How many? Per- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Now, I thought it'd be only appropriate since it's Christmas if we end this on a sad note, right? Oh, yeah. We don't want people going away happy. No, we definitely don't. So in 1980 on November 21st, but th- there is a connection here, Craig, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. 85 people died in a fire at the MGM Grand Hotel. Oh, yeah. In Las Vegas, baby. Paradise, Nevada. Oh. Paradise, Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't know where Paradise, Nevada is. Um, it's no longer the MGM Grand. It's called something else now. But yeah, it's, uh, I think to date, still the worst disaster in uh, Nevada history. Yes. I have read up on that in the past, and it sounds horrible. And you know what else, Craig? That got me thinking, mm. well, now, wait a second. Fire. Paradise. The campfire, 2018, that massively awful, most deadly fire in California last year. Yeah. Devastated a small town, although there were thousands of people who lived there, called Paradise. What? I know. I, I think that the takeaway here is don't, don't, call your, don't call something Paradise because yeah, we know no. that no such thing Change exists, the right? Name. Yeah, you're asking for it. Yeah. Hence the, you know, same with this movie, Trapped in Paradise. I don't want to like, be, you know, demean anything or... or uh, no, no, uh, yeah. no. But I mean, uh, these are yeah. horrible things. But it it just is kind of interesting that there there's things Maybe happening there's like a that little, places called a little hubris and yeah, calling your your town paradise. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, again, sorry, but you know, I mean, people died in the movie Gremlins at Christmas. So look, these you know, it goes hand in sure. hand with tragedy a little bit. So I just felt like we should we should have that in here. Nonetheless, Absolutely. I can't wait to watch this movie. Um, I like all three of those actors so much. I, I, I hope that they'll deliver at least some good fun here, even if the movie's kind of a mess. I love the poster. It's got a snow globe. Um, it looks like we're in for at least an experience, if nothing else. Uh, I think you're going to have to rent this one, but it is available at least on Amazon Prime to rent digitally. So I would assume you could find it at iTunes and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's streaming right now, but you never know. Come watch it. We'll talk and we'll wrap up this year in style. Craig, any last words? Uh, not except, you know, check this one out and, and, you know, get your, get your yaks and then come back and, and we'll talk about them. Yuck, 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 yuck. All right, bye.